Welcome back to God's Brand. It's your host, Puzzle Making Poe. And I'm at to you guys with another Grown Man's Book Club episode. I have really been thinking of the complexity of this podcast and what type of content we really want to look to find here. I'm enjoying the historical recollection here as well as just the day-to-day discussions about where the culture's at. Um, We can definitely have a little bit deeper talk on that later today in another episode. Although I'd like to get back to some of the roots that this started with as well as add some new things that would complement it pretty well. So without further ado, let's get through this short little acknowledgement page so we can start off our next book club on chapter one of Tulsa 1921 where we talk about some of the racial issues that were conflicting um in Greenwood Oklahoma um in the death of Black Wall Street so without further ado let's get it off This book began 20 years ago with an assignment from Joe Worthy, then the Tulsa World's executive director, to find out everything I could about what was commonly called the Tulsa race riot. Although none of us knew it then, the time and latitude Joe and Wayne Greener, then the world's city's editor, allowed me, I began my research and writing became the foundation for what you are about to read. Those who helped me to better understand Tulsa's race massacre and the people and events surrounding it and the assembly, what I learned into this manuscript are too numerous to count, but I shall try. Tulsa world researchers, especially Hillary Pittman, have been indispensable. Hillary's diligence and integrity is remarkable. In a similar vein, I thank Mark Carlson, Director of Special Collections at the University of Tulsa, Larry O'Dell, and Bill Woodge of the Oklahoma Historical Society, Ian Stewart of the Tulsa Historical Society, the Tulsa Center Library staff, the Tulsa County Clerks, Michael Wilkes, Earl Wilson, and Pat Key and their staffs, early on the late Robert Norris, provided me with research related primarily to the Oklahoma National Guard riots and riot control. Bob Blackburn, executive director of the Oklahoma Historical Society, has been very helpful in all aspects of my reporting. And in the preparation of this book, State Representative Dan Ross, who as a magazine publisher and then a lawmaker was so instrumental in the creation of the Tulsa Tulsa Race Riot Commission. Spent many hours explaining and discussing not only the riot, but the culture, policies, and personalities of Tulsa and Oklahoma. Julius Pegas, whose leadership created John Hope Franklin Recollection Parks and the John Hope Franklin Center has provided insight into black Tulsa and its history since the events of 1921. 
Many others have been similarly helpful, including former state senator Maxine Horner, Mike Reed, Reben Grant, Scott Ellsworth, Alfred Berthley, and the late Danny Gold provided valuable information throughout both their writing and in discussions with me. I deeply appreciate the members of the Tulsa Race Riot Commission, especially Eddie G- Faye Gates, whose interviews with pioneer black Tulsans were invaluable, and Chairman Pete Churchwell, whose patience seemed to know bounds. Besides Bob Norris and Danny Gold, many others have since passed on providing insight and guidance. These include John Hope Franklin, Robert Littlejohn, Burl Ford, Dick Warner, Bill O'Brien, Otis Clark, and survivors still living when I began gathering information two decades ago. The final product, this book, would have not been possible without the University of Oklahoma Press and in particular acquisitions editor Kent Calder, managing editor Steve Baker, and copy editor Kelly Parker. A special thanks to Oklahoma author John Worthy for a big asset to Jay Calvin and to Lindsley Cobble Burton, who lent her co- copy reader's eyes to the final proof. Three to nine, that's going to be the first chapter. So I'm very, very excited for the next read. So with that, all that out of the way, I want to spend just a couple of extra minutes at the end here talking about what it means to share this brand. I haven't been too active in the sense of finding ways that we're going to financially support this intuition we're working on and that's been a big part of the fact that I've just been really focused on establishing a family around me which has been really uh, difficult and um, heart-wrenching for sure so as I've moved forward I just want to be very thankful for anyone who takes this and shares it with anyone even if you put it online and don't know if anyone will see it, that's what I do. So um, I appreciate it if you do the same thing because that's all it takes is honest communication, you guys. I'd like to really have some honest discussions about what we need to do to critique the American uh, uh, education system. And if you're not in America and you're listening to me, I be- strongly believe if we were to work on the American education system will see positivity come out of it into foreign affairs just by the relations we have here in America. So with further to do, I just really appreciate everyone who listens. And I just want to give you guys a great thank you. Um, I know you're not going to be here and listening and made it this far unless you had family values. So I just really want to appreciate you 
the one listening. You may not feel like I mean this, but I do. You made mistakes. And since you made those mistakes, you grew from it. Whether you wanted to or not, it's time to give yourself some grace and remember that you can't take everything. You can only take what matters to you. And, you know, that's a part of life. So when you have it, hold on to it and take care of it. Because you never know what's going to be gone.